Hey, it's Lynn Brown. I'm a speaker, trainer, and coach with the John Maxwell team and a teaching partner with Empowered Living. In the first half of my life, y'all, I literally was trapped by the opinions of other people. And then in my spare time, I was a people pleaser. If that's not enough to top it all off, <laughs> I, I literally had a broken mindset. But now I was totally unaware of all this at the time. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't see, I was just, I was just stuck in a blind spot. I don't know if you've ever experienced that, but it's not a fun place to be. And then one day I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And, and it was that day. I remember actually where I was, I closed my office door and I remember exactly where I was when I decided to bet on me. I just, I had to, I had, I had to do something different. I knew I was created for more, but I didn't know how I was getting, going to get there, but I took the next step and I, and I jumped into this growth environment with this team. And, and it was amazing because almost instantaneously, my life began to change. And it wasn't until a, a few months later, I saw this, the Wayne D Dyer quote that said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change and, and my life began to change. Now I'm not perfect. And so if you, if you're perfect, then this probably isn't the place for you because I am a work in progress. Hear me? So now I'm just totally committed to partnering with people who want to spend the rest of their, their lives serving others and giving and becoming the best versions of themselves. Today, I am super excited to bring to you my friend, Mary. Mary is coming is coming from a long way from from my small town and she'll she'll tell you where she where she lives and and what you know fuels her fire. But today we welcome Mary Makanda Weir and I don't think I said that right. She's gonna have to correct me. I've practiced so much um, with life to the full coaching you know, and consulting. Mary, I apologize for all of my um mispronunciations of your name, but we're so happy to have you on the Gritty Women podcast. Tell us what you're most excited about today. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Lynn, for having me on your show. I, I was excited before, but just hearing your introduction, so much of it resonated with me. I'm like, wow, I'm in the, the right place. You're like my sister from another mother, really. Like that your story so resonates with where I'm coming from. So that's wonderful. Great to be here. Oh, I'm so happy to have you and, 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 and tell all the viewers, what is the name of your town? Okay. So I'm from Blantyre, which is in Malawi and that's in sub-Saharan Africa. So yeah, quite a long way away from where you are, Lynn. Isn't that so amazing though, but we're just, you know, we're literally connected all around the world and, and you're exactly right. You said it, you, you said it, we, we are, we are sisters because we're all so much more alike than we are different. So, so thank you. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love, love for you to share, you know, what you're doing and what you're most excited about with our, with our viewers, listeners. Okay. So the connection that I have with Lynn, which is how we met, is we're both on the John Maxwell team. So I'm also a coach, trainer, speaker, and a focus on leadership. But essentially what it's all about is helping people discover and live their purpose. And as you said at the top, Lynn, for a long time, I didn't know who I was. And I was li literally living for the opinions of others as well and not living my truth, not being authentic. 
And so now I really help people. I try to inspire people, in fact, to realize that what makes you unique makes you successful. And we're all unique. We're all different. And there's nothing wrong with being different because, I don't know, seven, eight billion, how many billions are we on this planet? And no two of us are the same. So I don't know where we get this thing from that we have to be alike and we feel bad when we're different. Wow. It's so it's so true. Um, I think for so long, we just go on this programming. We don't even realize it's broken and it doesn't serve us. Mm. But for some reason, we allow these thoughts to just go on this automatic, you know, revolving door, so to speak, in our brains. And, and we just keep getting the same results. Yeah. What do you find when, when people come to you for coaching and, you know, and training, what are some of the things that you hear from them? What are some of the reasons they tell you they can't move forward? Mm. You know, um, our mentor, we have mutual mentor, Paul Martinelli, and he talks about um, most of our, our fears. Two things basically comes down to is that I'm not enough and I don't have enough. And I hear that over and over again in different ways, but essentially people saying that I am not enough. And they give, they phrase it in different ways, but essentially that's what it all boils down to. You feel that you're not enough or you feel you don't have the resources to accomplish whatever it is that your dream is. It's so true. You know, yeah. and I always think, I love the story of the Wright brothers and we know that story and everybody is always like, oh, we, we, yeah, well, I've heard that story before, but I really like to think into their mindset and their belief because first of all, they weren't the most educated. They didn't have the most money. Yeah. They had never seen a plane and they didn't even have a pilot's license, <laughs> but they believed enough in their, their passion and what they wanted, yeah. that there was no stopping them. They took those small steps. And I think that we think we have to have it all figured out. We have to have this huge, beautiful, engraved blueprint plan. And that's simply not true. We just have, need to go and take the step next, every, every day, take the next step. Exactly. That's exactly right. What's something yeah, but, in your life? Mm -hmm. I know you joined the John Maxwell team. What, what yeah. led you to that point? What got you here? What got me here? How much time do you have, Lynn, right? <laughs> all day long. I wish, I wish we had all day long. <laughs> yeah. So for me, okay, so I am from Africa, but um, I grew up traveling because my dad was an ambassador. So for the first 10 years of my life, essentially, I was in, grew up in six different countries on three different continents. So I was born in Ethiopia, which is in Africa. Then we moved to the US and then we moved to Germany, then to Kenya, then to England, uh, back to Ethiopia and then back to my hometown. So often when we were traveling outside um, my home country and I traveled a lot since then as well, but we, I used to go to international schools. So I was often the only black kid in my class. So the only one with my color hair or my co color skin. And it was, I felt um, like a misfit, like it didn't quite fit in because I looked different from everyone. But I never, I always remember coming back to my home country when I was 10 years of age. And outwardly, everyone looked like me, same color skin, same type of hair, same kind of names. But the moment I opened my mouth, I was separated from everyone else. Other kids laughed because of my 
what they thought was my funny accent. The grown-ups, you know, scolded me because I didn't know the language, I didn't know the culture. So it was like coming home, but still not quite fitting in. And this went on throughout my life for various reasons. The other thing is I'm an introvert. So growing up, I always felt out of place because you know, other people would ask me, why are you so quiet? Why aren't you saying anything? Even in class, the teachers would say, you know, Mary's a good student, an A student, but she must contribute more in class. And I'd sit there, Lynn, like desperately trying to think of something to say, a question to answer. But because of feeling this pressure of, you know, not being enough, my mind would just freeze or else I'd second guess myself so much. Probably, you know, I think of the answer, but then, you know, hesitate and hesitate until somebody else spoke up and said exactly what I wanted to say. And I kicked myself for not speaking up sooner. So there are just things like this kept on going on in my life. And I probably would have continued going through life, you know, feeling like a misfit. But I remember it was, I even qualified as a medical doctor. That's my background. And I was working as a doctor at the University of Liverpool. I was in doing my master's degree in public health. And so we're having a class discussion, sitting around the table, and I was being my usual merry self back then, and having this, this discussion. And one of the other students says to me, Mary, you're not saying anything. Why don't you speak up? You're not contributing. And before I could say anything, one of the other students spoke up and said, Mary may not say much, but when she does, you better listen, because it's usually important. And I was stunned. And then just a couple of months later, we were having Christmas dinner at my pastor's house. So I was very involved volunteering in um, community projects that our inner city church had. We did a lot of work with the underprivileged, um, you know, the poor, the elderly, and the homeless. And so as I was volunteering in the church office, my pastor got to know me very well. And so we're sitting around this table at Christmas dinner. And again, I was being quiet, just listening, doing what I used to do in those days when somebody said, Mary, you don't say much, do you? And before I could respond, the pastor said, leave Mary alone. She's a thinker. And those two statements within a few short weeks of each other, they like, it was a breath of life to me. It was like for the first time in my life, I felt affirmed and qualities that I thought had no value all of a sudden had value. And this set me on a, a journey of self-discovery, which essentially brought me to where I am today, where I moved away from um, practicing clinical medicine to being a leadership consultant now and just trying to inspire other people to discover their uniqueness too. Wow. And that's the condensed version. <laughs> wow. That is a power packed version. And wow. So that, that's so interesting that you're, you're prior to this, you were in the medical field mm -hmm. and and yeah. now you're not really working on the body as a whole, but you're, you're still a doctor, but just um, between this ear and this ear, <laughs> you know, because so much of it is mindset, isn't it? That is so true. It, it, it really is. It is all about your mindset as a man thinks, right? So is that, that's exactly right. And um, mm. as, as a man thinketh, as a gritty woman thinketh, you know, mm -hmm. as, and, and we can, we can hear people say it, but until we receive the value that has been placed on us and we believe that, that we were created perfectly, perfectly and perfect, then we can step in to become who we were 
we were created to be. And I think you bring up such a great point because we're all different. We are all made up of so many parts. And, and I love the DISC, you know, a behavioral assessment because it talks mm-hmm. about some of us are thinkers. Some of us are more, you know, doers. Some of us are people. Some of us are task oriented. And, mm-hmm. and it's so great and beautiful that we're all so different. You know, you're yeah. a thinker and, and yes, you, you bring out, you know, profound knowledge and wisdom and, and then on the other hand, there's somebody like me that, you know, talks a thousand words a minute and, you know, so it just takes all of us, but we, we're all growing, we're all in process and, you know, we're, we're all failing forward, I guess you'd say to success in our lives. Yes. I'm glad you brought up DISC. I, I use that a lot in my consulting and coaching practice and Every time, without fail, every time I do the disc with somebody, someone, it really sets them free, you know, to discover, okay, so this is, it's okay, I am, I'm okay, you know, that there is, they kind of think that, you know, okay, so I'm not alone, you know, I'm not alone, there are other people out there like me, and it's okay that I am this way, so I really love the disc, I'd recommend that everybody just understands their disc type. Yeah, it does, it does help, it's like a it's like a key that just unlocks so many things. It, it truly did. When, when I first took it, I remember thinking, that's why I've been doing what I was doing. You know, that's why I'm like, I'm like I am. I wish my teachers in school had all taken the disc and, and I had taken it at that time because my life would have been totally different because they just wanted me to hush and sit in the corner, you know? And um, so anyway, yeah, disc is a powerful thing. Yeah. Um, one more quick question I want to, I want to ask as we kind of round this out, but I know that you said that you traveled, you know, the first 10 years of your life, you were in six different countries and there were times that you went there and you did not, you know, you were the only one with, with, you know, the color of your skin and you didn't talk maybe like other people talk or whatever. Um, you know, we're all very well aware of our country of, of our, my country, America right now, just in the, the growing pains that we're experiencing with working on treating each of us, you know, in a, in a way that would edify, you know, us as a whole, basically the racism issue, you know, what would be the best thing you, you could say, maybe something that you did when you felt those feelings, what did you do when you were in, in those types of situations or what is the best advice you could give someone on healing relationships like that that are bound by the, you know, the, the hatred of, of racism. Mm. You know, that's really the, the human condition. And I wish I knew back then, you know, what I know now, because when I was going through it, I did kind of even go through um, self-hatred and, you know, not loving myself, not accepting myself because of the, the my perceptions of how, and people perceived me. And you know, it's not really just a black and white thing. I'm looking at even in my country, we just had um, elections and we are so polarized, not according to race, but according to here we have tribes and the different parts of the country that we come from. And when we look at the, the way the votes went, people vote according to 
not really according to the policies and whatever the politicians are standing for, but it literally is according to, do you come from my part of the country? Do you speak the same dialect that I do? So I wow. think it's just the human condition that we're polarized against race, against gender, against tribes and all that. So this is a huge problem, which I think only God Almighty can help us with this. That's exactly right. He, he, he certainly can. And and hopefully we can continue to seek him and live from a place of love because yeah. even with all the, the pandemic that we've experienced, I, one of the most, the first things I saw coming out of all that, when everything was canceling, it's like, no matter what happens, no matter what gets canceled, love is not canceled. And mm. I just love that. I wrote it down and I have it on my desk just to remember that love is not canceled. And if we can see through the eyes of love, you know, we, we can't, it's hard to hate close up. That's what Brene Brown says. It's hard to hate close up. And when we can see through the eyes of love, then we will see a world that, you know, operates from that place of, of just yeah. acceptance and freedom. And we will truly be, you know, what a wonderful, what, what a wonderful world it will be mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, tell us the name of your you know website or how can people contact you, Mary? Okay, so it's um, my company is called Life to the Full Consulting. Um, if they want to, I have some a training that I put out, which I would like to offer for free to the listeners. If they go to courses.lifetothefullconsulting.com, and it's a course that I created at the beginning of this whole pandemic, and it's called um, Sharpening Your Leadership Edge to Build High-Performing Teams. And it's just helping to people to get their center and how to lead you know, effectively, lead with certainty in uncertain times. So that's where people can connect with me, courses.lifetothefullconsulting.com. All right. Well, thank you for that. And we'll be sure to add all the links and bio to your podcast when we post it. We'll let you know when that's going to happen. I know all of our viewers will will want to tune in and, and connect with you as well. And so we just appreciate you today sharing just a part of your life with us. And um, just real quick, we have one minute left, but when you think of the word gritty, the gritty mindset, the gritty women's mindset, G is for gratitude, R is for resilience. I is for inspire. The two T's are for think tough and Y is you do you. Which which one just pops out and resonates with you? I love all of them, but it has to be the Y. You got to be you. You do you. Be authentic. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's so true. And I'm so yeah. proud and so thankful that you finally, you know, you stepped into your, you know, to the to the great person you were created to be. And now your life is just fulfilled and now you're empowering other people all around the world and and I'm so glad we connected and let's stay in touch I look forward to hearing about your journey and I just want to thank you again for for making the time and the sacrifice to be to be on our show today so thank you God bless you and hopefully we'll we'll see each other soon Yeah, thank you so much, Lynn. And thank you for this platform, which is doing so much to inspire gritty women or inspire women to be gritty all over the world. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.